What? I do the welcome thing. Don't, Cody. I'm leaving this in right now. This is uh, welcome to opinion havers. This is Tyler's trash show. I do the intro on that one, Cody. Oh. We've established it with the one episode we've done. I regret. You have so much fire. ever agreeing to do this. Yes, you did, Cody. This is welcome to opinion havers, a podcast for Alan Rickman. It's better than yours. I guarantee <laughs> no, it's it. Not. Tell I me had yours. A good one. Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for people who double fist combs. Mine's better. What is Alan Rickman? Cody, I'll have you know. I know, okay. Ben Mendelsohn was in this movie as the Sheriff of Nottingham. Alan Rickman. Okay, they were both in Quigley Down Under in 1990. (laughs) Alan Rickman played... The Sheriff and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves in 1991. There you go. <clears throat> so, is it is it no longer Kevin Bacon? Is it now the Alan Rickman game? Is that the new thing? I mean, it all goes back to Dracula Untold, as we know. But I haven't traced it back. That's what I'll, I'll do that next time. I'll trace it back. What is it? This, how many degrees of bacon is there? Is it seven degrees? Seven, that's what I was thinking, I think but I wasn't seven sure. Degrees of bacon. I bet you I can find... Seven within seven degrees. Every movie we watch for this show, to uh, Dracula Untold. Yes. Okay. See, the problem with that is <clears throat> the thing about Kevin Bacon. He's had a glowing career throughout all you know, really popular trash movies, and then like Oscar nominated movies, right? Right. Your boy, the director for Dracula Untold, is a nobody. Right. The writers are nobody, and the only like actor you would know is the guy from Game of Thrones. Who plays the vampire and Luke Evans are the only like actors. So I'm just saying, I'm not saying it couldn't be done. I'm sure it can. You're going to get creative. You're going to have to put in the time, put in the effort. I mean, there's a, there is a cheat route, but I'll try not to use it. Because Cody, what's easier tying stuff to this, to that movie, right? Or to stuff to the Marvel universe. Marvel universe is huge. Exactly. And we have Howard Stark, who plays, I'll remind you, the Sultan. Uh, Cody, we, do, we haven't even said, what did we watch for this thank one? Thank you though? for asking. We watched Robin Hood 2018. Thank you. The good one. The good Not one. Not that garbage one with Alan Rickman from the 90s. That one, who even remembers that one? To be fair, that one's Robin Hood, full colon. Colon. Not the same. Full. Boop, boop. You know, two. Yeah. Prince of Thieves. And this one's Robin Hood. It was a whole other ball game. Exactly. It's a whole different genre of movie, essentially. Yeah. I wanted to do that pause there to really showcase there's nothing after it. It's just Robin Hood. Go, do you want to summarize this movie for us? Explain it, if how, you can. How to even, like, how do you even summarize the lore of Robin Hood? All right, let me try. You know Robin Hood as a tall, dashing man. Now... Behold Robin Hood as an average-sized <clears throat> dashing man. Taron Edgerton plays Robin Hood, but not like you thought it was, because he's out on the Crusades. But then he came back, just like all the other ones, but things aren't good when he comes back. But it's not because of Prince John, it's just because the Sheriff of Nottingham. So, what are you going to do about that? Maybe it involves Jamie Foxx. Maybe it doesn't. Nailed it. Thank you. Yes. So, Cody, 
What did you What did you think? Wow, you want to know my my, give my me first top. thoughts, my take, my hot take on the yeah. movie? Give me the top. Give me the first two inches of your take. There is. <laughs> That's most of the inches. What are we going to do? do with the rest of the podcast? Okay, so here's my two inches. There's. <laughs> I liked. 20% of this movie. I'm surprised. And that 20% is the bow fighting, I think. Yes. <laughs> and for the rest of it, it was either fine or bad. Oh. And so it, it was kind of a tough one. You know, the bow fighting was pretty fun. It was cool. It was kind of <clears throat> like, it was almost like a John, if John Wick had a bow instead of, instead of guns. So... That part of it was fun. And, you know, it had moments where I could see it, like, putting its head above the water. And I'm like, oh, hey, this is this could be something. And then it kind of just gets dunked down under. You know, when your yeah. older brother is, you're wrestling in the pool. And, and it's all fun and games until you get held under the water. And he's like, well, I can't kill him. So I'll let his head up for about two seconds. And then I'll put his head back down. That's, that's kind of what it was like. So, uh... Not my favorite. <laughs> I would not say it's as strong of a movie as Dracula Untold on the scale of Tyler's Trash. So what were your thoughts? I... <laughs> this movie is one that I... I don't... So Dracula Untold, I like that movie. This one, I think this one is a fun movie every time I start it. I'm like, oh yeah, I like this one. <laughs> and then I watch it, and then there's that first little bit, and I'm like... You know, you saw me with a huge grin on my face staring at you during the first bit of the movie. And then my wife put it well. She's like, as soon as you leave that first section of the movie, then it's time to start checking the watch every like yeah. few minutes. Be like, oh, we might be almost done with the movie. Oh, there's still like an hour and a half left. Right. And then you're like, oh, we're probably an hour in. Nope, we're 20 minutes into the movie. So, yeah, I like it. I think I like it. I remember liking it, and then I started, and I'm like, oh, it's not great. But it's so good. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, it makes so many bold statements and strong choices. You have to respect it for that, I guess. Yeah. My favorite is that there's a lot of political statements that people are like, yeah, I like that it made that when it came out before those would have been political statements. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, like this one, I know I think it suffered because of uh, it coming out, and then the Hong Kong protests starting right when it came out. Sure, which yeah. made it seem like it was very sympathetic to the protesters, which made it do very poorly in China, which is who they were aiming the movie at. Yeah, that's kind of a a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they kind were probably, of, you really have to hold hands with the Chinese government if you want to make sure your movie is successful in China. So I'm sure they were like, no, we didn't mean it like that. It's not supposed to be the same thing. And it's such a central part of the movie. It's not even like you can do like, let's just cut the movie different or like do a reshoot or two. You're like, nope, you This is your wired theme. that into the, <laughs> the whole last 40 minutes of the movie are all of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, and it's, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I think that's why it uh, suffered financially and was a enormous flop. I like how the first line of the Wikipedia, if you just see it in Google, just says $87 million. None of the other ones say they're 
box office is the first thing. Mm. But it's like the first thing Google points you to with that. Like, yeah, the movie failed. Yeah. Made half of its money back, right? Something. Something. Yeah. You have any other top level thoughts? I think we really have to dive in deep to get get in there. To get into it. So All right. How we you wanna just hop on this cart with me? We'll have a high speed cart chase. (laughs) Oh yeah. Through the exploding mines. Please. Please. All right. I mean, you know, we're there. You know? Spoiler him. Spoiler. Spoiler him Shire. <laughs> Spoiler him Shire on Skishner. Mm-hmm. Why do they have on? No, that's a set. We've had this conversation so many times. Why, if you're going to say, why are you going to say the name of a city on something? And that's part of the name of the city. It's like we live in Riverside on ri- on River. Yeah. Riverside, you know, it's like, why? Take out the on. Take out the Shire. Take out the ham. Now you have the name of a modern city. Pay attention, Europe. Yeah. Give me, give me your thoughts, Cody. Um, remember Dimsdale? The Dimsdale Dimmadome. Yeah. Doug Dimsdale, owner oh, of the Dimsdale Dimmadome. Dimmadome. So, that's all I've got to say about that. All right. First off, this movie starts by offending me. It starts off, and I think it's Taron Edgerton, or maybe it's just a narrator. I think it's Taron Edgerton, but he's like, you know, I could tell you the story of oh, no. how it all happened. It's Friar Tucks, the narrator. Oh, Tim Minchin? Yeah, it took me a couple of watches to. Here's the thing. All right, let's go on my Tim Minchin rant. <clears throat> Tim Minchin is a musical comedian, right? He does kind of stand up comedy, he writes funny songs. Now he writes musicals, kind of like Hamilton, but instead of being rap musicals or just comedy musicals like Matilda on Broadway. He wrote, he's written some others. Anyway, Tim Minchin has a wonderful song about how the word ginger is a slur, and I love it. So look that up if you're interested in uh, Friar Tuck singing a song uh, on late night television for laughs. What was I saying? Anyway, he's the narrator, and um, he starts by saying, hey, I could tell you the, the true story of whatever happened, but you wouldn't listen. I was like, don't act like you know me. I hate you right now. You know, it offended me. I'm like, you could just tell me the story instead of saying like I would, but I won't because you, you wouldn't even, I'm here watching the movie. You're telling me I wouldn't pay attention. You tell me I wouldn't listen. Yeah. So what's that about? But he did tell you the story. I'm history. offended. Okay. He did. I'm just saying it's offensive. Don't pretend. Yeah. I guess it's just don't pretend like you know me. Yeah. Tim Minchin doesn't know me. I know him, okay? It is the reverse. I know about 500% more information about Tim Minchin than Tim Minchin knows about me. Right. So why is he acting like he knows me? He knows knows all and sees all. Okay, I believe that. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. So that was the first thing. The second thing is Taron Edgerton... And there's a lady coming to steal a horse, and he's in the he's there too, and he's like, "Oh, what? You can't just take the look. They're gonna come right by. You can't leave now. Anyway, let's make out." So then they make out. It turns out that's Marion. He's Robin of Loxley. They're in love. Oh, should we talk about Marion now? What happened there? What Marion? What? Why did they? Why was their budget a hundred million dollars, and they went for like low rent Marion? You know, they were like. Marion's supposed to be the fairest maiden in all of all of Nottinghamshire. And instead, she's like, oh, all right. That's but fine. Did you spot a more attractive female? <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was the only female, no? 
They were You're some of the party. You're telling me there's another female in the movie? There's some of the party and in the crowd, yeah, milling about. Okay. Anyway, I just think they didn't do a great job. I did look at some of the other casting choices. One was like a Danish actress no one's ever heard of. The other was like a Norwegian actress no one's ever heard of. The other was like okay. a black woman from England. And I was like, wait, that was your other? Tro- I was just, that's the other thing about this movie. So many black villagers in Nottingham. Yeah, and which you had a problem with. I, I don't know. I just thought it was fun. I was like, what are they, what are, what, what do you get? It, I know they weren't going for historically accurate. Yeah, it was just so. it was just distracting. Like everything they chose to do, that was like we're gonna just obviously ignore what was normal. Which, hey, props for taking your shot because there's only been fifty Robin Hood movies, so you have to do something different, right? Anyway, it just it just takes me out of the movie so much because it's like, oh hey, you know, I don't know, you might as well have had like a man named Paco with like a taco cart, <laughs> like there. That's yeah. where it was at for me, which is fine. Anyway, I just thought that was a fun choice. It's the actress who plays Plumette in the live-action Beauty and the Beast. So nice. if you need a point of reference, that's who. The other thing is, is the is is it Eve Dawson? Is that who plays Marion? Wasn't don't, she, like, taller than Taron Edgerton? Don't ask me these things. Wasn't she? I don't know. I can honestly tell you I've not looked up the height of anyone. Here's the thing. I noticed that... Taryn Edgerton is not that tall, and so um, that's kind of how I went on this height thing. And Because there's another scene where I think it's like Ben Mendelsohn is like as tall as Jamie Foxx or something. I'm like, that's not true even a little bit. Okay, so Eve Hewson is five foot one. So I'm just going to go out on a limb and say she's not. They made Taryn Edgerton look so much shorter because Taryn Edgerton is 5'9". But He's... didn't they look like really close in height a lot of the movie? Yeah, well, she may have just been wearing, like, heels or something. Yeah, sure. Also, what was her deal? Because she was dressed in, like, fine linens the first time, but she was stealing a horse. What was her her status? My wife and I discussed uh, this on the way home. Here's what I think. So, because I think I'm looking at all the movies, okay? All that I know about Robin Hood. The movies, the book, the story in general. Mm -hmm. If I remember right, Robin is a noble... He's a lord, so he's the lowest of the real nobles, you know, right? right? But he's a noble birth person. He's like regional manager. <clears throat> yeah. And then I think she's like the step below him. So she's n- with the nobles, but not like noble blood. But her family was not poor, if I remember correct. Okay. I'm not 100% on that, but I think she's like, it's a thing that they're together. But it's not outrageous. Okay, here's here's what I'll say about that. Here's what she had going for her. I do think she had period appropriate decolletage. Other than that, I was like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? That's all. So, but yeah, I think she, you know, she's a gold digger. We established that. Yeah, we know that. She latches on to the richest dude that'll have her. Yeah, that's true. And then as soon as Robin comes back, she's like, leave the other guy behind. He's dead. Mm-hmm. That comes up later That's, in the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, they make out Robin and Marion, and he's like, go away, come back never, lol. I don't know why. I wrote that line down because it sounded weird. Maybe the delivery yeah. was weird. I don't know what it was. but It, it was just a dumb, weird. immature thing to say, which 
I'm always like, that was dumb. And I'm like, well, he's supposed to be dumb and immature to be yeah. fair, so I guess. So anyway, the knock at the door, it turns out it's the it's the sheriff. He's sending out, he's drafting people for the crusade. And he seals it with a little wax seal, you know? Yeah. Let me talk to you about that. That, he breaks the wax seal. Yes. That's not how that works. With Here's how I know this. Because I had a friend... <laughs> Who had a wax seal. Yeah. And I've received a letter or two with a wax seal. It peels right open. Yeah. So what's that about him breaking this? I, it, I don't know. It made me cringe a little bit. I don't know. I've got ones that you have to break like that, though. That's fine. I though. think it's the type of wax you use. I don't know which one would be more period appropriate. I feel like the breaking one is more modern. Yeah. Right? I mean, it. I know what they're going for. I just, it made me cringe. He, break, don't he know broke why. the seal, Cody. Yeah. Broke it. Like, snapped it like the apocalypse or the ark of the covenant yeah or uh a third one so anyway now we're in the crusades and everyone is very dirty and dusty all right which i can only handle so much of you know the movies that go hard on making people appropriately dirty for their circumstance of war or whatever mm -hmm. i don't know i just i want to take a shower and it takes me out of the movie yeah so anyway everyone's very dusty and they start getting plummeted by arrows, and it's the troop, and they're going around. First off, actually, the best thing about this movie was the arrow surround sound. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. I was, yeah. That's a, I don't think they phoned this movie in. I think they were just very solidly counting on the Chinese audience to sure. dig it more than the American audience. Right. I would have. That's why I would have made Maid Marian Chinese and speak Chinese as well. Oh. Subtitles. It could have been like how they, like a spaghetti western, where everyone speaks their own native tongue, yeah. and you just dub over depending on what language it's sent no. out in. No. Subtitles <laughs> only. <laughs> so, so, Taron Edgerton. But he responds in English. <laughs> so, Taron Edgerton can understand Chinese, but doesn't ever speak Chinese in the movie. Exactly. But hold on. This Marion, who only speaks Chinese, does she understand the English? But never speaks English. I, they understand each other's soul. <laughs> it's kind of like when you see a young Hispanic person speaking to an old Hispanic person. Yeah. And one will be speaking Spanish and the other one speaks English. <laughs> right. And you can tell it's really upsetting the one speaking Spanish. Yeah. Which is always the old guy. Yeah. Yeah. The abuelita. Yeah. <sighs> I've seen that. So, anyway, there's a Gatling gun. Yeah. But it's bow and arrow, okay. and they do it. Let me <laughs> just go for me, it. So I will, because I don't know if I've explained this on the podcast. I've explained it to you when I first told you about this movie a year or two ago. Yeah. I guess probably two or three years ago now at this point. Sure. It is the epitome of someone's like, okay, I have an idea for a Robin Hood movie. It's going to be a return soldier. He's going to have gone to Iraq. He's going to go back home. Yeah. There's going to be like this evil corporation that's stealing money. Going to be given like a cool modern take on it. And then someone's like, cool. What if we put it in the third crusade instead, but change nothing about how any <laughs> of how like how the characters act. So it's a bunch of guys. Are we going to update the costumes? Not really. No, <laughs> not at all. They're all wearing desert camo and flak vests. That are like, oh, but they're tiled instead of, you know, just the vest. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, uh-huh, that's true. 
and they're wielding their bows, long bows, which would disfigure the people who used like them. Like 80 to 100 pounds of pressure. Yeah. Like you would be permanently disfigured because your right shoulder and arm would be so much bigger that you would develop like a hunchback, mm. right? These guys who never went into a city and they have these guys walking around with fully drawn longbows, which shout out to them having accurately sized longbows, mm -hmm. which I feel like is a bold choice when you're doing close quarters combat. Oh, yeah. They all have swords at their hips, but mm -hmm. they're using their bows as guns. There's, like you said, like a turret. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is the yeah. crossbow. That... <laughs> They have to reload, so they get to say, he's reloading, and they do a flanking maneuver. All things that are very modern military tactics, as opposed to the... Oh, yeah. I felt like I was watching American Sniper. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's I was like, exactly what it is. American Sniper, you just swapped out Taron Edgerton for Bradley Cooper. Which, okay, so, real quick, just because I want you to describe it, Cody... Yeah. This whole scene though, because we can we can go back to some of it, but I want to know what does it culminate in? Cause I'll say the the leader of the unit gives an order to one of the guys who shoots a very special arrow. Do you remember this? No. He says signal the stone throwers. Which they knew the word for catapult, but he mm -hmm. called them stone throwers. Oh right. Which I'm guessing because it translates better. Sure. Shot a signal arrow? A rocket, basically. Yeah, I missed that. A flare into the air. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the catapults shoot on their position. And I was like, that's not how that works. <laughs> you can't call an artillery strike in the Third Crusade. Yeah, but that's can. what they did. They yeah, called they an did. artillery strike in, Cody. Oh, yeah. And I guess it's funny because in the beginning, you're like, oh, what are they doing? Are they, you know, are they trying to capture a position, whatever? And then out of nowhere, it's like, yeah, there's 8,000 catapults on the outside. He's yeah. like, oh, that's right. I didn't know where we were. I just knew we were in like a dusty city. <laughs> Which, that was probably the most intense second and a half of the movie was when it cut to the stone throwers. <laughs> and they're like, what's, this, what's the scale like... of this fight? I thought it was like six British crusaders. <laughs> like, nope. It's the crusader and, army attacking a city. And it was funny. These stones, they come through. They'll blast a hole in the wall. And there's guys like 15 feet away from the hole in the wall. And they just go flying. Yeah. Like they just fall like as if, because well, it's it's rocked. It's not explosives. And so, but everybody was flopping left and right and like diving. Yeah. Well, they even had that with the, when the, because there's another, there's the second Gatling gun, the second crossbow, but it shoots a bunch of arrows at once. It's like a shotgun. <laughs> like a scattershot <laughs> arrows. <laughs> yeah. And then, because that's the one where it's got the two guys carrying it and then the third guy aiming it and fires uh -huh. it when during the ambush because they get ambushed. I forgot about that. The scatter shot. So that shoots the wall next to Edgerton and he like flinches and flies away from it because they're, they're penetrating into the rock and throwing rock in the air the way bullets do, not the way the an arrow from would. the rock walls. So he gets thrown... Because, like, three arrows hit a wall next to him. It's like, yeah, this is not how it works, but I'm on board. Make this the rest of the movie. I yeah. find, if you made a movie that was all the Crusades, but shot like everyone had a gun, and the, the <laughs> catapults were like artillery, That's, I would watch it. It's like, have you seen those cuts where they take Harry Potter, and then instead of the wand, they just put a gun <laughs> in their hands? Oh, it's so good, because it's like... Hermione, and when she like stuns Neville in the first movie, they just have like the gun flash, and then he falls over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
it's so it's so good (laughs) so yeah so that's that here's what i here's what i put and this is my summary of that whole scene too much dirt and spit (laughs) there's just there's spit flying everywhere everyone's way too dirty i just felt very uncomfortable it felt like one of those like war movies nowadays yeah in iraq or it definitely did jamie fox is there he's very good at fighting but they lob off his hand um so then he's taken prisoner i was trying to figure out his accent at this point in the movie does he have an act he does yeah so they reference him as a he's a moor which i only remember the moors as something they were like north african uh muslim like islam okay arabic muslims or or something yeah so it's like uh, I I know they were a big thing in Spain. That's usually what I hear them tied to. I never really heard it for uh, the Crusades that much, but I don't know. You know? Yeah. I feel like they always just called them Arabs there. You know? Those Crusaders were a bunch of racists probably. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Moors consisted mostly of Berbers from Morocco, Morocco. Western Algeria, Sub-Saharan Africa, and uh, uh, northern Senegal, Western Mali, Arab, Bedouins, uh, Yemen, and Syria. So, yeah. so it's, it's pretty northern. wide area. Yeah. So it's basically if you were from North Africa and a Muslim, I think they called you a Moor. Yeah. And because there was more of them, uh, oh, uh, I don't know if that's why they call them that. Probably no, not. No, that's there's, it. There's no, two that's O's. it. Oh, all right. That's it. Nailed it. First try. So. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Isn't this just the plot of the Last Crusader? Uh, let me counter that question with the question: What is the Last Crusader? Isn't that the? I don't know if this is the, it's the right movie, but it's the one with uh, what's his face and uh, Morgan Freeman, and it's a Crusader. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will look it up while you say your next point. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. So they're gonna kill. Jamie Foxx's son, he's like, please, just a boy, don't do it. And then the guy is like, whatever, I'm going to do it. And then he does it. Yeah. Then uh, Robin Hood tries to stop it. But then so then they send him home. They shoot him. They shoot him or something. They, they send, send him home. Him. Jamie Foxx tells away on the ship. Uh, Robin Hood gets home and is like, oh, everything's messed up. Yeah, which I liked them shooting him with the arrow. Because, again, it goes back to more like, I feel like this was written originally to be set in, like, 2011 yeah (laughs) where you know like if something like that happened and you wanted to send a guy home you could you know yeah shoot him in the side or something but and then just act like he got shot in combat yeah in the third crusade i feel like getting shot through the liver is a death sentence um based on the amount of dirt and saliva floating around i would say yes unless that packed the wound cody oh yeah saved his life sure Saved him. So anyway, him. we get to meet Marion, and uh, I don't know, my note there, she's out handing out food because she does something. Yeah. And uh, I, I just wrote she got the droopy eyes. But yeah. in fairness, Taryn Edgerton kind of does too, like just a little bit. And so I think maybe that's why they cast her now that I'm thinking about it. Because they look the same. They look like they, they could be the brother droop sister. For droop. Yeah. That's the dream couple there. Siblings, that's how you match them up. Here's a problem while I'm looking up this this movie, Cody. I'm yeah. not sure when it came out, and that's really slowing me down. Uh, and it's also a problem to just look at Morgan Freeman's IMDb because he's in like six movies a year. 
So that's gonna be hard. I mean, I got back to where it was gonna be pretty quickly, you know. Uh huh. It's not an insurmountable task. It's just gonna take longer than I thought. So you're gonna have to, you know, really tell me about this movie and how much you loved it. Well, Jamie Fox was like, "Hey, Taron Edgerton, sorry, Robinette, whatever. I'm gonna help you out. We're gonna take down the man, or whatever. I'll teach you what I know. I'll get revenge from my boy." And uh, I'll get a metal stump. That was probably the other best pilot of the movie is when Jamie Foxx crafts a metal stump to go on the end of his stump. Last night's. And it came out in 2015, not 1995 like I thought. It's so hard with Morgan Freeman to place the year because he's been acting for so long. Okay. He's looked the same for the last 25 years. Let me just read you the little little blurb. A fallen warrior rises against a corrupt and sadistic ruler to avenge his dishonored master. But I'm pretty sure the guy that's the main dude, uh, Clive Owen, you know Clive. Yeah, he's in the movie. And uh, Morgan Freeman are a crusader and his Moorish best friend who he saved his life. And he's like, I like you. I'm going to teach you how to be a better fighter because Morgan Freeman, obviously the old guy, lived his whole life fighting against crusaders and knows how to fight better and stuff. And then they go on an adventure to take down the bad guy that's oppressing the hometown of Raiden. Not Robin, you fool. <laughs> the thing is, the movies came out three years apart, and I feel like it's but the same thing. Doesn't Morgan Freeman play the Moor in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Yes, he does. So what is happening? One of the fun facts was like, yeah, there was never a Moor in in like the story of Robin Hood, but there was one in like one of the 80s ones, and then prince of thieves was like oh we got to throw one in there because that's part of it and then they're like that's not part of the history then historians were like yeah no i don't think robin hood was even real so whatever oh hold up now What's last up? night's yeah. definitely not where he plays more he plays like the master of the knights so morgan freeman i think is the one who got disgraced so the name morse comes from morgan freeman exactly what you're saying but i don't know if he's a more let me go back to prince of thieves maybe i'm thinking of that movie but i definitely don't think it was i don't know cody here i'm all i'm in the weeds now what i am appalled at is that you did not write down or remember when they were in the city your wife going someone's running around oh someone's running around all <laughs> over the place yeah was that jamie fox yeah, yeah it was yeah. jamie fox flicking actually it was a bunch of people i think because it was them prepping for the yeah thing but it's just like She's like, somebody's running around. Like, yeah. Very accusatory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell them. No, she like, does. Um, like, you tell them. Tell well, them they're all going to die. We're to the point in my notes where we uh, I make a note of the costume. Uh-huh. So let's talk about the costumes. I dare you. He's got... Robin Hood wears a blue tunicky suit. And I hate it. I hate it so much. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's supposed to look like a suit. But they don't have like the dress shirts and the ties, so instead it just kind of folds over like a little tunicky thing. But we're still gonna make it look exactly like a suit, and I hate it. And here's the, here's what I learned. I learned the direction for the costumers was as follows: make it one third historic, one third contemporary, and one third futuristic. And that's the cocktail that created the costumes for this movie. My question to you is, why'd they do that? Because uh, I think, again, it goes back to, I think those, they looked very much like the movies on Netflix you see that are from Chinese, direct, they're like the seventh in a f- Chinese film series. Mm. And it's like, 
what time period is this based on? Based on this picture. And it's like... You could take a still and like... You wouldn't know. Yeah, it's like, is it... Still from the movie. Year five or the year 5,000? And it's like, (laughs) it could be either one. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, it was fine. Whatever. All right, I take it all back. I think it was just Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves that I was thinking of. Yes. I'm a fool. But also, Morgan Freeman is in a film from 2015 called The Last Nights, where they wear all black armor. Yes. Yes. So, there's a bald priest in this movie that just has to go. He's like the main priest for the area, but he's not the cardinal. He's the archdeacon. He's the archdeacon. He's got to go. What is that about? I mean, he's definitely supposed to look sleazy because the church they is often depicted They make everyone in the church so sleazy. And then Friar Tuck is like, I'm nice though. But he's just oh. a friar. He's just a good boy. So what? I just don't understand how he could be associated with the church. You know, they made it so sleazy. And then he's just there and he's like, I'm fine. And they're like, ugh, Tuck. Yeah. Well, it's like when you see the picture of all the cardinals in Rome and you're like, I mean, half of you are Bond villains. Yeah. And then you meet your local pastor and you're like, well, you're definitely not a child molester. But that bald priest 100% was. Definitely. He was an adult molester. He he'd molested everybody. Yeah. Do you see his face? Do you see him laughing at the party? Yeah. Ugh. Uh, yeah i also wrote a note here i just i respect the brash confidence of the costume designer they just you know they they took the rule book and they threw it out and they made their own rules yes they really rules were there are no rules so you you could never say that they did not was it shoot their shot they shot their shot they did it they did it they put themselves out there they missed but they shot john cusack in a in a duster, holding a stereo over his head, you know? Yeah. There. Put, lay it all out. Let it all hang out. <sighs> so. Here's the thing, Cody. Just as an aside here, my wife surprised me the other day. Last, yesterday, day before. I don't know. A time. Because she doesn't watch rated R movies. That's a thing. It's her thing. She won't do it. Yeah. So I watched them and tell her about them. But she has seen the Once Upon a Deadpool once. And so we were like, oh, we'll watch that together. Yeah. Impossible to find streaming anywhere. They can't, you can't buy it. It's difficult to get, period. Yeah. She bought it. She found it and she attained it. Okay. And, and we go? watched it. And there, there's just a moment where he does, Deadpool does that to Colossus. And I laughed. I forgot about it because it's such a good scene. Because does he, what? So he has his phone with oh, a picture yeah, of a stereo yeah. and is playing the song. And the fact that Colossus rolls over and he's like, Ugh. and I'm like, this is not the first time he's been outside his window doing <laughs> yeah. this, and I love it. Yeah, That's it's in the real, it's in the you know the the full Deadpool two. Yeah, but it's in that one too, and I watched that one. So that's the one I'm referencing. Anyway, also first time I've seen it, I, I love all the bad, the Fred Savage stuff. Yeah, that is fun. It's really funny. It is really fun. So uh, Deadpool three is coming. Yeah. Yeah, the green light. But we're talking about a good movie, Cody. <laughs> All right. So then, uh, what? The whole thing is Robin Hood's going to get in with the sheriff of Nottingham and, you know, get in on that side while also stealing from him as Robin Hood, as the hood, the hood. Which, isn't that also... No, the Red Hood. Is it the Red Hood? So... The Red Hood's a thing from Batman. Batman. That's what yeah. I... Yeah. Okay. It's not the Hood. It's Red Hood. Anyway... 
so Sheriff Nottingham was like, I hate the priest. They used to whip me so good. I hated it. Ugh, Which it was the worst. You got some sexual vibes from that, right? Like he yeah. was talking oh. about being beaten, but it sounded For like he was sure. talking about getting molested. He definitely did. He also talks about their breath smelling of boiled beef and that. Yeah. That's too many bees what? in a sentence. Yeah, no, it was. Especially for Ben Mendelssohn. Breath of boiled who, beef. Can you do Ben Mendelssohn? It's like you grit your teeth. You kind of grit them. And then you, you have to grit your teeth and also have a slight lisp. You got to do this a little bit. And, yeah. And then you this smell the boiled, boiled beef. Boiled. Can't do it. It's hard. It's like his back teeth are touching, but his front teeth aren't, which I can't do. Yeah. No, it's, it's a little tricky. Does I he, love Ben Mendelssohn. I love him. He's actually, he's pretty good in this. It's not my favorite role of his, though. I didn't think he nailed this as much as some of the other roles he's I done. think he nailed what they, I think he did exactly what they wanted him to do. Yeah. I don't think that was. There was no lack of effort, certainly. Yeah, so I think he went 100%, nailed it. I don't think the character that gave him was a good one. Yeah. Um, But see, the whole thing is, like I told you last time, the whole thing, right, is like you were saying, there's little peeking from just the mud and dirt and garbage <laughs> that is this movie sand. is little glimpses of they had something here like with the cast and this so the cast the robin hood story and some of the things that they did with it they really had something and they really did a whole lot of nothing with it which is so i saw a lot of the reviews and stuff they were like i mean you had like what at that time you know when it was first announced was everybody's like that's perfect because mm-hmm. taron edgerton he's pretty good i like him and he's he good, was yeah. coming right off of kingsman so everybody's yeah. like perfect for because uh, you know he can act sophisticated or not sophisticated off of kingsman and everything yeah. and uh you know you got every, it's perfect perfect storm mm-hmm. and then this came out of it and it did and it did and uh yeah this is what we got I've got a question for you. This is one of my notes that I don't know what it means now that it's been two days since I watched the movie. Who is Will? Will Scarlet? Hmm? So, I would have asked the same question. Tiffany doesn't like this movie because she doesn't like what they did with, and I quote, my favorite character. Okay. It's her favorite character is Will Scarlet. From Robin Hood? From Robin Hood. Do you know who Will Scarlet is from Robin Hood? Most, okay. I have two sources for Robin Hood knowledge. 60% is Robin Hood Men in Tights, and 40% is the cartoon Fox Disney Robin Hood. So, Which he's in neither of those. I all right, cool. What's Will Scarlet? I need you, here's what I need you to do. Get your little phone there. Type in Will Scarlet into Google, and just look at that first image of him, because I believe that's the one that huh? I... Oh! Is it the one where he's in a full red <laughs> suit and red hat? And he's black? Is it, what is that? Let me see it there. Point. This is... I'm very... Inc- Hold up. I think this is from Star Trek. Is there a Star Trek Robin Hood episode? Okay, so that's Worf, I believe. Yes, that is Worf from... <laughs> okay. There's another guy. Okay, there's this goofy little guy. Yeah. It's a man wearing scarlet robes. Here's a big, you know, more of a realistic... Yeah. Okay. That might be from Prince of Thieves or something. So, but yeah, so he is... He's a prominent member of Robin Hood's Merry Men... Uh, he's in the original like story and everything a lot, but he's never in any of the movies. Okay. Um, yeah, he's just a dude 
commonly portrayed as some or portrayed as someone who betrays Robin Hood. Oh. Um, Tiffany loves him. He's in Once Upon a Time. I like his character in Once Upon a Time because he's just kind of like there, and he's very uh, has a yeah, he's just a cool guy, right? I like him. Anyway, the point is, nobody's gonna know who this is. <laughs> they oh, don't. Yeah. He, he's also always a for, either a current or former member of the Merry Men. He is never just the other guy that married Mary and has slept with. So in this <laughs> and a movie, political leader. That's he's, who he is. He's yes. Okay. That's his name. Okay, he's so Will now Scarlet. I know what my question was. Okay. What is he? Like what does he do? What's he's, his what's his He's a politician. Job? I know that Marion gives out soup. And he seems to help. What does he do? So this is what I think. I think Marion's family is wealthy. Okay. Right, that's why they have the money to do that stuff, and why he's able to be looked to. I think she. I joke that she's a gold digger, but I think she is kind of the source of their influence, really. There, but he's a politician, Cody. He's he the looks voice like of a grubby peasant, is my thing. But he's there. He's he's worked for years. So he's played by Jamie Dornan, who is in, he's most known as Christian Grey in the Fifty Shades of Grey. And he's supposed to be like a, a major daddy, right? Is that right? Well, so the movie I know him from the most is... No, wait, the, that's a different guy. Is Yeah, it's a different guy. No, no, that is him. Is it him? He's Christian Grey. He has I don't two, know why it's, it's, in, it's not in his top four IMDb. No one watches those movies. Is Siege of Jadotville up there? His top four are The Fall, A Private War, Anthropoid, not Anthropod, Anthropoid, yeah. and Marie Antoinette. Oh. I I first saw him in the Siege of Jadotville, which is a Netflix movie about like you know, some Irish soldiers. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. Oh, yeah. I recognize that, that it's cover. so good. And he's so good in that. And then I, everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's gray. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, he's supposed to be like a major daddy, according to the women in my life. Yeah. And I just, he doesn't do it for me at all in this movie. I'm just like, no. he his character's bad, his haircut's bad, everything about him's pretty bad. He looks like a different person in those movies. He really does. I mean, when you look at just like his picture, he's very different. So, anyway. Yeah. I just know that there's a point where a girl comes in and she's going to kill him and his current uh, sex slave, the person who's in the books. The fifty, oh yeah, fiftieth shade, yeah, something I don't know, yeah. Um, and he just goes stop, and like force pushes her down, <laughs> like with his yeah. mind powers yeah. over her, yeah. And everybody's like, oh, it's like the relationship. I'm like, no, no, it's just a guy went stop. <laughs> I've hit you before. I'll do it again. Yeah. And she yeah. went, okay, that's what happened. But everybody's like, oh, the tension. I'm like, I mean, he's an abusive person. In both movies. Yeah, he is. Apparently. I've heard. I don't know. Okay. So anyway, Robin Hood's doing his raiding and stuff, and that's great. He goes to hit the big bank, all right? He goes, he rides on the bottom of a cart. They, I mean, they got all kinds of technology. The cart goes up the thingy. There's, like, two big strong men that, like, turn a wheel that rotates up. I was... It was very elaborate. Seemed very expensive. And here's my thing about that whole scene. All mm-hmm. the guards and stuff, did they or did they not look like the war boys from Mad Max Fury Road? Remember all the bald-headed war boys who run around and drive the cars? That's what, all, that's what they all look like. Wait, 
Search your feelings. So who? who you're, the okay. guards. The guards. For the big vault, the big, big bald boys, yes. all those people. They just look like war boys. I was thinking they of the guards the with the... machinery and the gears and everything, too. <laughs> and the guards with the masks. I'm like, what? But yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, the guys inside, the money counters. Yeah, that's exact. I was just like, this is... Mm. Why were they all wearing, like, Dobby pillowcase rags? Like, you know, <laughs> like, what was that about? They're war boys, all right? Why did they have weird... Why were their feet and hands wrapped? Why weren't they just wearing shoes and gloves? Here's the thing. They were dressed period appropriate for their job <laughs> but nobody else was so it looks weird and shocking yeah. and it's like look you're gonna have a scene where people are partying with a roulette table and then you're gonna have these <laughs> yeah. guys be period appropriate <sighs> whilst they're hoisting which okay i understand they had the technology to hoist <laughs> that cart into the vault and it would be a security <laughs> thing and all that what i'm saying is nobody ever did that back then yeah. So it's like that seems like ten thousand percent more effort than is necessary for this right now. And it and just the whole thing is like uh, we need money. We need money for the troops. So we're gonna subjugate all the people. You're gonna be super poor. Give us all the money. But it seemed like all their money just went into building dope vaults <laughs> yeah. and like having a big. You're like, where's this money even go? Like even if I was a peasant, I'd be like. Yeah, you guys aren't spending any money on the war. Like, this is ridiculous. I don't know. I'm just surprised the revolt didn't happen sooner. And then, okay, so the hood is, it's a movement. It's going on. People are nailing up random hoods to the wall as like a, you know, like in V for Vendetta with the masks and stuff, whatever. Mm -hmm. Here's my thing. One of those youths running around doing that was straight up just wearing a purple hoodie. Yeah. What was that? I noticed they made so many that. choices on costumes, and then they just threw one kid in a purple hoodie. Look, you're out here expecting stuff from this. I read that like ninety five percent of the costumes were handmade. The one that wasn't, purple hoodie. <laughs> they went to the Nike store. They bought a hoodie and they gave it to this boy and said, "Run around, run around here. You're in the scene." Yeah. What's that about? Thank you. It's supposed to be a statement, Cody. Okay, there was a sick burn in this movie. Oh, I think it was Ben Mendelsohn was insulting Tim Minchin's character, Friar Tuck. So yeah. Sheriff nodding him to Friar Tuck, and he said something. Ben Mendelsohn like, "How can you love a god that gave you that face?" It's yeah. Like, oh, uh, it's a sick burn. Yeah. It's, it was when they were having the weird interaction with the archdeacon, and they both laugh. And then he goes, Sheriff, and like screams at him. And they're like, oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a fun burn. Yeah. A couple scenes later, they got their security going. And there's some ginormous Dobermans. Where did that come from? Who has Dobermans? Where are Dobermans from? Are they German? I mean, let's think about the word Doberman. And think of a language. I think... They're definitely not Greek. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, hold up. I googled Greek? it. A couple things. All right. Originally made in the 1890s by a German tax collector whose last name was Doberman in, that's right, Germany. What's more important, if you Google Doberman, there's a little graphic of a Doberman walking around and it says, meet a real-sized Doberman. View in 3D. I'm going to click it right now, 
and I'm just oh look at him he's a good boy there he is <laughs> it's like it's like a it's like remember Sims yeah oh he barked I can view it in my space yeah so let me just give access here do it yep do it you yep fool I just need I'm gonna I'm scanning around the room I was like Doberman's gonna pop up here oh he's at the door <laughs> what oh oh anyway it's very big his head's like above the door handle nice what a good boy so anyway a dog from the 1900s is in this movie which makes me just happy what's up <gasps> what something i said or something you read something what? something i figured out here tell okay me, tell me i've succeeded in what i was wanting to do okay let me take you on a journey here real quick here, Cody. Yeah. We have this film. Cody, who, you know, because we haven't said his name at all this whole thing. Who plays the Sheriff of Nottingham? Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn, as we all know, played Orson Krennic in Rogue One. All right? Are you with me? Yeah. <laughs> he starred alongside Alan Tudyk, who was K2SO. All right? Yeah. Alan Tudyk, are you counting with me no. here? Where are we at? Is this three? The, which is what? Uh, ben Mendelsohn's in this movie. He's in this movie and he's in Rogue, Rogue One, One with Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk is in, and now we're on the third one. Alan Tudyk is in A Knight's Tale, where he plays. I didn't look at his character's name. Uh, something. What? Jeffrey Chaucer, right? What? Oh. Which he stars alongside. Are you counting with me? Yeah. Mark. Andy or Mark Addy, okay. Mark Addy plays Robert Baratheon in Game of Thrones. Oh gosh, where he stars alongside uh, what's his name? Gosh, he's so far down on the list, you know. Why is he this far down on the list of people? Charles Dance, yeah, who is Master Vampire in Dracula and Tall. You did it. You counted the first thing. You counted the movie we started at as a step. That's a degree. I mean, I'll tell you you this right now. I'll tell you this right now. What? There were other ways to get there, but they were not convoluted enough. It was too (laughs) few steps. (laughs) Make it so hard on yourself. Okay. So you did it. You proved your point. Yeah. Here's my point. Bailey pointed this out. When we get around to the roulette scene where there's a giant festival, I forget why or for what purpose. Because the Cardinals come into town. Oh, the Cardinals come into town, so there's a big, lavish festival. Yeah. The costumes, like, just like that, what's that movie, Mockingjay? I was like, oh, The Hunger Games? Like, yep. Yeah. Hunger Games. That is when the costumes go from, you know, whatever they want to just like, this is the Hunger Games slash a masquerade slash we're here. Yeah. They're playing roulette. They're playing all sorts of games. They're probably doing all kinds of drugs and drinking and merriment. The priests are like, have all these women on their sides, which is like, that's not how that works. Yeah, the archdeacon is is covered in women. It's fine that that happens because that happens sometimes, right? People are in power. They don't follow their standards whatever. But why are you going to invite a gaggle of peasants? You're like, and uh, I don't know, six commoners. You guys can come too and watch, witness all of this. What is the thought process there? Why well, on earth would you have peasants come and watch the archdeacon whore around with a bunch of random... Where did those people come from either? Because it seems like there's no... It, there's the sheriff, 
there's a small court of people, the church people, and the poor peasants. And then all yeah. of a sudden we get a party with like 800 rich people. Well, like, I don't know. I mean, there was that long line of rich people at the church putting money in, you know? And they were all like dropping the one coin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. As I do have a friend. <laughs> I, I do know a guy once, right? He was Catholic. And he said he loved when they did the communion, he would bring a little sack of quarters. And he would do like $5, but he would just like... <laughs> so it was real loud and like... <laughs> he's like, I love it. Uh, I think he said, he's like, it's the same energy as his dad would sometimes put like $100 on the plate. And he's like, same energy, but I don't spend $5. It's like when you're a kid and you go to the Nickelcade. Yeah. And now you're like, I am a king here. Yeah. <laughs> I rule over this kingdom. Yeah. All right. So whatever... Ben Mendelssohn's like, we got to hire some big wigs to come in here and take care of Robin Hood. It's Robin Hood's original commander who's executing people whose name is Gizbold. Gizborn. No wait, Gingborn. No wait, Grindelwald. No wait, Gingham. No wait. I couldn't. Every time they said his name, I was like, that's not, that's not what they said the last time. What is his name? Yeah. What was his name? Tell me Gizborn. right now. Gisborne. Is that canonical Robin Hood lore? I have no idea. Gisborne? Gisborne. Might as well have been Gizmo. It might as well have been the little his, furry thing from Gremlins. Right? His That's, name what is... What is that name? Like, uh, John, Robin, Miriam, Gisborne. So his, uh, his, what his credit is, if I scroll over to it, right. <laughs> Guy of Gisborne. That's his name. So his name is Guy. But it's, he's just like Robin of Loxley. I which, never okay, wrote. I know, wrote down the name like four different times, and I never got it right. I just want to point that out. This is the thing they named him the way a lord's named, I think, right? So because there's Robin of Loxley, he yeah. is the Lord of Loxley. So he's Guy, Guy of, of Gisborne. Gisborne. So he's the Lord of Gisborne. His name is Guy, which has to be the but, least creative name of all time. Well, they never call him Guy. I'm just no, but I'm just saying, if your name is Guy, what were your parents like? Come on, exactly. Guy. Like, what should we call him? He's a guy, right? I'm like, yep, that's it. <laughs> but he refers to Robin like, uh, you, you know, you know, Lord. Which they just copied the attitude. Someone's like, I watched the first season of Game of Thrones, and <laughs> when Jon Snow comes up, they they're like, they call him Lord, but they say like with a real like a little sneer. Let's have him do the same thing to Loxley. Oh, you mean Robin Hood? Yeah, but then we're gonna call him Loxley. Because that's the thing. That's his last name. And they're like, no, it's not. Yeah. But no one said that. There was no one there to be the no, it's not, you know? Yeah. So Gisborne, who looks nothing like he does. It's like it's a different actor when they're in the desert. And oh, then they're he's like, so dirty? <laughs> but he has so different spit? facial hair, different clothes, different it really, everything. It really undercuts on the entrance. Because, you know, a good movie, when a villain re-enters, like has been gone for an hour, you're like... Oh no, it's that guy. This one, I was like, have I seen him before? And then it yeah. takes you a minute. And then by the time you figure out who it is, you're like, the impact is lost. You're like, oh, right. It's guy? Yeah. It's a guy. Yeah. Because, like, so they're in the desert. His hair's short. He has, like, a mustache or something. And then he shows up and he's like, the full, what's it called? It's not, the- it's not a hand, it's the handlebar that connects to, like, the mutton chops, like yeah. that. Yeah, like uh, the guy from Call of Duty, which I thought he was because uh-huh. he looks and sounds like him. He's not the guy from Call of Duty. Sure. Yeah. He just has the exact same hair and he's British. 
he has longer hair, more facial hair, and he's wearing black clothes with guys that I don't think were the same as the Crusaders. They may have been, but I usually am the one telling you you're dumb. Of course they're the same. I don't know. So that tells you something. They looked way bigger because the, the guys he was leading in the Crusades, they looked like little scrawny boys. They all looked scrawny. And then all of a sudden, whoever he's with, when they're all in black and coming in to take care of Robin Hood, they're all huge. So yeah. I don't know. So they look like they look like Resident yeah. Evil mini bosses. Yeah. That's what they look like. Like he should have torn off his cloak and he had like a like a parasite throbbing in his chest and he has a third arm or something. Yeah. That's what it looked like. I was waiting for that reveal. Never paid off. Yeah. So exactly. But he wasn't wearing a black turtleneck, so You mentioned earlier you know, there's some chariot chase scenes. Yeah. I wanna talk about some of this because there's a point where someone drives a horse and carriage through a wall. A flimsy <laughs> wall. A wooden wall. And I, it blew, it's one of those things where you're like, it's totally modern of like a car driving through a fence, you know? Yeah. Or a semi truck driving through a pile of bricks, you know, or cinder blocks or something. You're like, you know, with enough force, it's a big enough. Nobody's training horses to crash through a wall. That mm. is not how that works. All right? Now, now, I know for a fact that like war horses were bred to be huge and do not stop unless your rider tells you to stop because they run people down. Which you see very well displayed in the third Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah. When they do the charge and they're yeah. like, this is what it looks like. And they're like, got the side view and then they hit and it just like, it's like people get sucked under the horse. Yeah. But if they hit a wall, even if it's flimsy, they're going to slow down a little bit, right? And it's going to... The thing about running over a man is that a horse can be taller than a man, right? Right. So you're going to topple over it. Now, running through a wall... But if it's flimsy wall... But wouldn't it slow down, they'd get hit What does the the horse do? Is it like a bull where it lowers its head? Or like a ram? Or... I think... Because it looked like the horse just went like face up, like through the... I don't... Yeah... Because you, you have to have a good point of leverage to break through the wall. You know what I'm saying? Like a ram, how it lowers its horns, or a bull. But are horses made to do that? No. Headbutt through the wall? Because they didn't do that. They showed them going like hooves first through the wall. I don't know. They scratched it again with the hooves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in honesty, I think it's because it Just was Just like in Lord of the Rings when, you, when the horse like kick punches <laughs> the guy into the, into yeah. the fire? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe you convinced me. I don't know. It was so I mean, outlandish. I mean, I, what my guess is is that it was a cart or a car of some kind, and then they just were like, we'll add the horses in later. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I know for a fact that they didn't have a horse actually do that. Bailey was so upset when they shot any of the horses with arrows. I'm like, they're CG. It's okay. It'll be okay. Oh, no, those are real horses. This is a Chinese movie. <laughs> they, they, they just sacrificed for the movie. They just killed. It's like, what was the the James Bond where they just killed a ton of sharks? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> like all the sharks that got shot with the harpoons are real sharks. So terrible. It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Let's see. So the, the thing, citizens the, are going to no, revolt or something. Real Whatever. quick about your horses thing, though. Tell They're me. like, he's like, shoot his horse. Fair thing, right? When he's when Robin Hood's on a horse and they're going through the rickety village. Yeah. They shoot at it. They're missing because obviously they're stormtroopers with their little assault rifle crossbows. <laughs> anyway, beside the point, 
they shoot the horse once with a tiny bolt in the butt and the horse dies and i'm like i don't think you guys know how much it takes to kill a horse it takes like a shotgun to the head nowadays or a <laughs> yeah, needle nowadays, yeah <laughs> or, or like an injection of poison back then you would have to have speared it or shot it with so many point is cody <laughs> the horse died with one arrow to the butt that's how it goes those are extra strong gatling arrows so got to consider okay you they're blowing chunks through walls and cut people are falling down from the force of these arrows being near the force of the arrows so you speaking can of their crossbows what is broke the see so they when he does his first takedown of the troll of the toll bridge which at least once someone says troll bridge definitely <laughs> Oh, you're telling me there wasn't a troll under that bridge? That is part of the canon of this movie. They were sir. also very vague on where the bridge was. Because they're like, the bridge. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but then there's like, there's this part here. And then there's like a bridge going over where they are. But they're collecting at both spots. But there's no, but then there's the city door gate is right there. But they're going into the city. Like, where, what is this a bridge to? And where is this bridge? Anyway. He's fighting. It's dark. He kills a bunch of guys real quick because he's holding the arrows and firing them yeah. in the same hand. Yeah. A guard tries to shoot him. He's got he's face to face with their little uh, compact assault crossbow, and he disassembles it like, like John a Wick. Gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, loved that. Oh that my was gosh. so great. Oh man. What? <laughs> They're, I mean, their crossbows just in general were they made to look like those little assault rifles that like oh yeah guards have in action movies like one of those semi collapsible M16s with like you know the buttstock that folds in you know like something like that D- yeah did you know though with the arrows with the shooting the archery and I think the a lot of the and pretty much all the bow stuff mm-hmm. they brought in a guy who has a YouTube channel oh, Lars Anderson yeah is his name yeah but they, they, I think they call him like the modern day Legolas or something yeah. He, he studied all the old bow techniques and he's just like, yeah, people don't fire, you know, up by their cheek or, you know, like ancient techniques are like people firing from their chest and firing quickly in close range. And that's his whole thing. Yeah. Where and he's like really good at it. Getting arrow. Yeah. Like he can like the, jump and fire three arrows before like hitting the ground and stuff. Like, so that's why all the bow stuff was really cool. Cause yeah. he's the one that can like, he has an arrow in between each of his fingers and he fires them individually. Yeah. And like does all that stuff. And I'm like, oh. That stuff was so cool. Was and cool. then they're like, all right, how do we counter... I mean, crossbow guns. <laughs> I yeah. just imagine this guy who has dedicated most of his life to studying the history of archery and how, being like, this is how they really did it and how cool these guys were, being like, I don't I don't know if I want my name associated. <laughs> I imagine he... I wonder if he wanted his name associated with the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, you know, it's just... It's a good time. Ben Mendelsohn has a little speech. He says this. Even with his, I'm going to say what he said, dispute it, and then tell you his caveat and say that's still wrong. He was like, humans are the only species that fear death. Wild claim. His caveat is like the finality of it. I'm like, still, I still think all species of animals are hardwired to be afraid of death and do everything they can to avoid dying. Right? Am I wrong? Yeah. His speech was dumb is what I'm saying. It's not his fault. Yeah. He didn't write it. Because I know what they're going for. Because there is like a psychological test thing that they do for like, but it's... Animals don't think of death the same as humans. They're humans yeah. like my life is going to be 80 years and I'm, I'm already at, oh, at past the halfway point and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
So it is that humans are afraid of the death ending their life, whereas everyone else is. It's like you th- you are afraid of it, not instinctually afraid of it. Mm-hmm. But it's like you can be afraid of it, or some people, I guess. I'm just saying, I don't think they did a good enough job on that speech. Yeah, it's like the only species who fear death, the finality of it. I'm like, it's. mm, mm." What if? I mean, what if you just change it to where the only species, humans are the only species that fear the finality of death? Just wording it like that makes it maybe like the maybe humans the only species that contemplate. And no. fear death. You've used know. too big of a word immediately. <laughs> anyway, I, I just thought it was a fun. I was like, not quite. No. Yeah. Here's here's another point about this movie. You know, for as many of the two things they did right, here's here's where I think they ran into issues. Two things. Number one, it's hard to hire a TV director to do a movie. It's it's a very different game. Yeah. Being a TV, there are some TV directors who's like, I'm directing a whole season of TV, but a lot of TV directors are like. Hey, can you do this three episode arc? Hey, can you pick up this one episode? Can you do? Yeah. The director, this is his only movie credit. Yeah. Kind of. He's directed it's... some decent stuff, some good shows, but it's just it's his only movie credit. Yeah, that but can I mean, be hard. You're right. But I think There's the harder some... thing is the writer's first project. Oof. Both of them. Oh. One of them only has this credit. The other one has like two more coming down the pipeline. Writer's first project. You're getting a TV director, first time movie directing. You know, it just, I'm surprised they didn't try to get more experience directing under the tables here somewhere. Yeah. I wonder if it was kind of, because I feel like this came out in 2018, right? So, yeah. So it seems like that was a real popular time to be like, yeah, let's roll the dice on these unknown people. Because it was working out. Kind of like how Dracula Told was, right? It was like a, you know. But Dracula Told made a lot of money. That's the big difference. It made its well, money back and well, you its already, marketing. You already budget. made your point about the yeah. the marketing issue with this movie, where it was untimely. Yeah. So that's what like, it made its money, and it did have some people, I think, associated with it, didn't it? On like the writing or something, who it wasn't their first thing. On Dracula Untold. Yeah. 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 More definitely had more experience on the. Writing. So you you know because that's the thing is I wonder if this one wasn't like. This is the first one person, or the first time this person's script got bought, and they're like, "All right, you're the writer," whereas on some other projects, they might be like, "All right, you are one of the writers. We're also going to bring in like these three other guys, yeah, who have done movies like this, yeah, and a director who's done a movie like this before, so they can kind of make sure it goes the way it should, not the way you want it, to. right? Because like Ben Mendelsohn's speech about the canes and stuff, he nailed the speech." But the speech was way too long and weird and sexual. Breath of boiled beef. Yeah. It's like his voice wasn't good for that because there's too many bees. Boiled beef. I just... Is, is there in It's too English, distracting you know? from the rest of the speech, you know? Yeah. You're talking about getting beat and probably molested, but it, on the same thing, I'm trying to piece together what boiled beef is, you know? I mean, that it's in England, they boil everything. And then they complain about how every other country has terrible food. When I feel like as a world society, as a globe, <laughs> we can unite on one thing. England has England has bad food. Yeah. I mean, their best stuff is like shepherd's pie, which you're like, that's not the shepherd's shepherd's pie is good, but it's just like, oh, ground meat, some vegetables and potatoes, mashed potatoes. That's that's your A game. And two, everyone likes fish and chips. 
But that's about if it. You right? make is, that the peak? One of them, is that the peak of British food? If you make either one of them while off of a British recipe, it's like this tastes like nothing. It yeah. tastes like I'm eating paste. So I saw recently someone uh, put up a thing. It's like the your it's like England went and conquered the world to try all the spices and then decided they don't like any of them. Yeah. And someone's like, you're joking, but that's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. Except for curry, which they love. That's true. But even then I would argue like the British curries are not as good as like the more traditional Indian or like Indian or Pakistani curries. Like, for what's the British one? Is it tikka masala that's British, or is yeah. it butter chicken? I forget. Butter chicken. Is it butter chicken? I, I think tikka. Mas- I think it might be tikka masala. Is it? Because butter chicken isn't as those flavorful. Are, those are the two things. whitest curries. I know that because I had an Indian friend that taught me how to cook some things. Anyway, here's what I'm saying. Rogan no, Josh. Wait, wait. Is like a way better version of that. Oh, is what I'm saying. I'm saying there are like dishes more made by Indian or Pakistani people that's way better than like the white British versions of that curry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I thought you were going back to the thing we were supposed to be talking about and I wanted to share an update with you. Because the people want to know. Yeah. You gave me spices, Cody. A bag <laughs> full of spices. Yeah. They included MSG. Yes. Which is funny to me that you had a bag of MSG because... I, you, nobody ever buys that except for Chinese restaurants, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Some fancy uh, Indian spices for curry. Deji merch. Yeah, and uh, other things. And I jokingly gave my mom the MSG. She didn't even want to touch the bag. It's very bad for you. What? It's very bad for you. I highly disagree with that statement. I mean, it is, it's scientifically, it is bad for you. Is it worse not. for you than salt, than too much salt? Yeah. No. Yes. You're wrong about that. There's a stigma against MSG, and it needs to be removed. No. Everything has MSG it's in it, Cody. It's so prevalent Yeah. in so many cuisines, and it's like, what, we're going to eat it all the time but never acknowledge what it... In the States, it's like we use it for everything, like you said. It's in all these recipes. All processed foods have it. Why can't I cook with it at home? You know, I just... You why can. do we, you why do we you eat so much of it and then say... Oh, it's bad for you. You can't cook with it. Like, well, well, I mean, I'm also thinking like most of the artificial sweeteners are also just as bad for you. But I still I drink a red the, Okay, you got your natural people that are like, you should only ever eat natural foods. And then you got people who are like, uh, you know, it's like the saturated fat people where it's like, oh, only natural fats like butters. And then other people are like, butter's going to kill you. You got to eat, eat margarine. And then oh. butter people are like, margarine is plastic and it's going to kill you. But it's like, both sides, this is why this is my problem with nutrition. It's always changing. People are trying to learn, and there's always fad diets. And so I feel like the science of nutrition is ne- like dietitians are never all on the same page. It drives me crazy. Well, the problem is you have people that go like, like doctors that studied nutrition mixed in with like the soccer mom that read a study once, and they're both nutritionists, Cody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's your biggest problem right there. The bigger thing is, let me stop you right now. And we'll say, if you have the choice of margarine or butter, why are you using margarine? Okay. Butter tastes better. Throw everything else there's out the two, window. There's it two tastes reasons. better. If you fall on the on the natural saturated fats are bad for you. No, no. And then number two that out. is so cheap. Margarine is like a tenth the price of butter. Cool. I'm not. I don't use margarine. I'm Think not a margarine boy. Think about the boy. quality of your life. I'm not talking about your health. <laughs> I'm talking about. Your taste buds. I'm I just, made, <laughs> Okay. You're telling me 
you you take a steak and you cook it in butter. Everyone's going to say, what did you do to this steak? Mm-hmm. And you're going to look at them and say, butter. butter. Yeah. And they're going to be like, oh, I don't eat butter. And then you kill them. They don't need to be in society anymore. <laughs> if you don't, if you, so, okay. So then what's the problem with MSG? It's just bad for you. And I think it's funny that you had a whole thing of it just because I, the last person, the only other person I've ever heard buying bags of MSG is my grandma in yeah. the 80s. That's the only other person I've ever There's heard to it. There's a stigma against it, and now, I think it needs to be removed. Now, if I was making Chinese food and it called for it, I would probably buy it. But That's what gonna... I use. I Anytime I make Asian food, I usually use MSG. But I know people that use it in like all their cooking. It's just an umami I booster. I want to just snort it. It just boosts umami flavor. Yeah. And so why, why, why not harness its power? Yeah. You look at it and say, I'm afraid of it. You look at the one ring and you say, no, I should not touch it. And I look at it and say... I can use this for good. You can sprinkle it on anything and it'll taste good. You could sprinkle it on this movie and it would be good. Uh, how are they going to market a movie to Asia and not put MSG in it? That's my thing. That's where they failed. Exactly. They're talking about boiled beef and boiled. they're not going to throw MSG in. All right. A couple more points about this movie. All right. Before we get out of hand here. Number one, I can't read this. So <laughs> let's just skip it. Number two. So my favorite. Let's talk about the the riot scene. All right. Yeah. There are riot shields. There are villagers with Molotov cocktail things, and Tim Minchin lights a wall of fire with some sort of special distilled flammable alcohol solution. Yeah. Which they make a big deal, right? Of oh, Jamie Fox knows how to do this. Yeah. Because he's the from the more advanced the society of the Moors yeah, that the they Moor always call advanced. savages. Yeah. Um. And then they're like, also, Friar Tuck knows how to do it. And he can read Arabic. And it's like, what? Thanks for your help, dude. Yeah, sure. Where have you been the whole time? We get the wall of fire. That's all that matters. Yeah. And here's what happens. The villagers have the riot police <laughs> backed up shields. to the wall of fire. Ben Mendelsohn is also backed up to the wall of fire. And Ben Mendelsohn's like, get me through this wall of fire. So because here's the solution. they use the fire to drop the thing below the... Yeah. To build a hole with the fire. Yeah, here's the solution to getting through the wall of fire. You take your riot shields, you push them down, and you open up the fire like a gate using your riot shields pushing forward, and the fire will push out. It'll push out and open up. Now, here's that's how it works, right? Now, that's what the movie showed. Yeah, me. they pushed it out of the way. This is what I say to this because your your wife brought it up. And I was like, no, they're pushing it out of the way. Here's what I contend. This would work. <laughs> but the thing is, they push it out of the way, and the fire stays in front of them. And they also continue to hold their very metal shields Yes. to keep the fire pushed away. It's- and I'm like, what's going to... If you... Step back. Is the gate gonna close again? You've you've extinguished the fire by pushing over the source, like right? Like if you push something over, Perhaps. like if you take something and scrape Perhaps. over gasoline but, that's on fire. But that brings me to my point. This yeah. is my point about, it. and this drives me crazy in every single movie. When there's a fire, right? It is one hundred percent possible, especially in this case where it's a very thin wall of fire. You could run through it, yeah, and you'd be fine if you were fast. Oh yeah. Why don't they do... No one ever does it in any move. They're always like, oh no, there's a little fire. I can't... There's no... All right. 
all right, what am I, I got to go around. You're like, no, just run through. Like, why do you think people can walk on coals? You just got to zip on through. If you zip through, you'll be fine. It yeah. takes a second for something to catch on fire, right? Yeah. It's a thin, it's not like, oh, I can see the whole thing's on fire. It's like, nope, it's a t- very thin wall yeah. of fire. It's going to be hot and you might see. It's some. like, I've been okay, engulfed in fire like, before. It's like the axe flamethrower situation. <laughs> yeah. We've all had class get out of hand, all right? In middle class. school, I was not part of this band class, but I know my band class in middle school, somebody, they got, they had a substitute teacher, so they took advantage. This is where I grew up. They were spraying axe onto like the cabinet, the wooden cabinets, and lighting it on fire because it just burns up the axe really quickly and the cabinet doesn't light on fire. Right. And so what I'm saying is in this situation where there's basically an axe flamethrower <laughs> going upwards, if you ran right through it, you're not going to get lit on fire. It's not that level of fire. You might get lit on fire, but you're going to be not... Su- you could also roll around and you'd be fine. That's what I'm saying. You just got to run through it, roll around, and you're out. Yeah. I mean, I've said before, I've, you know, I'm not going to say whose fault it was, but a, a drum, a burn barrel as it were, was filled with flammable materials, and then an enormous amount of lighter fluid was poured on top of that. Uh-huh. Somebody <laughs> was called stupid and told not to light it the way they were going to, and then the other person, my brother, mm-hmm. lit it on fire, which created an explosion and engulfed us both in flame. And? Uh, I'm fine. I lost all of the hair on my left arm. Yeah. Every single hair on my left nice. arm. Uh, other than that, we were both fine. See? Ben Mendelsohn, he might have been missing some eyebrows, but he would have got through the fire. That would have been funny. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> okay, really funny. Okay, let's talk about the next scene if he didn't have eyebrows. The next scene, he's got Jamie Foxx tied up, and he's like, gonna beat the answers out of you. You're gonna tell me what you know. He also threatens to boil him in his own piss. That was... was that was... Uh, I'll have that was Edgerton that he was going to do that too. Oh, Did you hear what I said when he said? Say? I was like, that would take so long to collect that much. <laughs> you're going to have to keep him in prison, pumping water into him for like a month to get <laughs> how a. Are you going to collect that? To get a huge thing full. You're going to hook up a catheter or something like what? Yeah, because you got to collect. Gotta it collect for, it. There's got to be a level of cooperation. Does, now imagine there. him saying all that, no eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you? I can't. Are you mad right now? I can't tell. Your words are scary, but there's there's a lack of expression <laughs> around your eyes. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, because Robin Hood, he gets caught because he does the heroic thing, right? Yeah, you know. But I feel so. I feel like all the riot stuff that was supposed to be like modeled after like riots in the U.S. <laughs> that were probably happening right around the time that they were writing it or something. Yeah. And then it came out, and it's like, and Hong Kong's got riots, and they're like, oh. Yeah, no. Same stuff. It was not very fortunate. They've even got the masks, which made it worse, because I was like, they would all do that, you know, in the yeah, Hong Kong. they you cover had up the, your face, yeah. And so I was like, you guys really just... Stepped in it. Uh, you really just made, you're like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you got your fancy crossbow, and you did put it all together, and you're cleaning it, and you're loading it. You're like, huh. And you shot yourself in the foot, <laughs> yeah. you know? You just really yeah. did it. All right. Do, do you, what else do you have to say about this movie? I just have two more points to make. You tell me. All right. First point, 
if I spied correctly, if my little eyes spied correctly in the credits, did it not say Leonardo DiCaprio produced this movie? I think I have seen that before. What is that? Let me check. Whenever like a major actor produces a movie, it blows my mind. I'm like, oh, you really, you threw your name on this. And sometimes it's like, oh, they, Tom Hanks does it a lot. You're like, you know, you guys really tried hard on this movie. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. But Leonardo DiCaprio producing this movie? Yeah. What? Yeah. In what way? How involved? And I take it he probably just fronted some money, right? Like he's not... Yeah, I think so. Anyway. Doesn't... So, what, PGA means something, doesn't it? Producers Guild of America, I believe. Oh, okay. Means you're part of the guild. Never you're mind. You're in the in crowd. You're with the cool kids. So that might just mean... You've he, paid union dues to be in the guild. That's so what that means. It might just mean he's, you know, said yes, fund it for... Because who made it? it was a Lionsgate movie? Yeah, I don't know. Or legendary. <laughs> Lionsgate. I, I don't know. Probably Lionsgate. Here's my final point. Yeah. I did not enjoy the little twist ending. So the movie ends. And it's like, we did it. We took all the money. Ben Mendelsohn was going to team with the Archduke and overthrow King Richard and blah, blah, blah. And we took their funds so they can't do it. We won the day. And then, after, as they're all leaving to go to... Sherry Wood, Wary Buds, Sherwood, Sherwood Forest. So that's, I mean, that's a that's in Sherwood every version. Forest, and it's like, oh, now they're kind of the merry men, and they did it. They they saved the day. Yeah, and then they're like, let's cut forward to two weeks in the future. Ben Mendelsohn's dead, so I don't know. The Cardinal is somehow still around, even though they had all the evidence to condemn him. By King Richard. Yeah. And he's not yeah. only is he still around, he's promoted Will to be the sheriff of Nottingham. And as the final thing in the movie, he's going to be like, get Robin Hood. Then Robin Hood is going to shoot the wanted poster and be like, nah. End of movie. Yeah. What was that? Well, I. It, Google. Oh. It really felt like the same kind of thing as the ending of Dracula Untold, where they're like, Throw something on there just in case. We got to do the sequel make a or it's an origin story, but it's not. And we're also, we're queuing up a sequel. So can you do all that in 20 seconds? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> because he, you know, he makes the little joke about welcome to the big table. Cause he told Ben Mendelssohn he wanted to be at the big table. Yeah. But that was never said to or heard from <laughs> Will, Will Scarlet. Scarlet. So what? <laughs> so it was nothing. I don't know about Why it. that scene? I thought we thwarted the Cardinal. Right? No, here's the thing, Cody. Their whole plan was they to steal the, the money. They have the Arabic papers that show probably that maybe he did something wrong. They now, took all the money that they needed. What was the money for? Buy the, an army or something? Or they've off? been they've been funding the armies. Like they've been funding the Moors. <sighs> they've been giving them more money. Um. <laughs> I get it. More and money. So that that's Four how they've been wars. fighting the Crusaders is they've been getting the money from Nottingham, which you would think so you would notice. So they're sending out Crusaders from the hometown while simultaneously funding the Moors, and they're going to overthrow King Richard, and then it's going to be the Cardinal and the Sheriff in charge of England now? That was their plan? Well, because so, the kidding? Sheriff, I think he's only called the Sheriff because they're like, yeah, Sheriff. He's the Sheriff of Nottingham. But really, he's like, in any other movie, they would have made him like, they would have made him Prince John or like the Duke of yeah. the city. Okay. But the point is, Cody, what you don't get is they stole the money 
Their plan was to steal the money, show the papers, <laughs> revolt. They stole the money. Now they can't show the papers. That's ridiculous because they're outlaws. You could argue the money got or the papers got burned up in the fire, except for the fact that Friar Tuck translates them after the fire. Point right. is, there's no. I don't. Yeah, it's hated like they were the like, end. After everything they set up, they were kind of like, anyway, we're back here again. And look, he's Robin Hood officially. Get yeah. it? So whatever. It's fine. I hated it. It's like they they There's, did that ending because they're like, well, what if we want to make another one? He can't win this time when it would have been a better ending if he had just been like, we won. Um. Okay. Right? The, here's, yes, you're right. It would have been a much better ending. And I, I would have been happier with the movie. Still wasn't out with the movie, still wouldn't recommend it. There's one thing we did not talk about, and that is that we have to, as as we're getting to the end of this, we have to talk about the mines and the the set design of the village. <laughs> Jets of fire. So the village is set up a la Mordor or the Tower of Isengard, where yeah. it's like black everywhere and fire so- and the gears of war. And what is happening? They also semi-designed it after, like, Brazil. You know how, like, there's, like, all the big hills and there'd be, like, kind of colorful little villages stacked everywhere? Yeah. It was like that, but Mordor? Yeah. Because it's What the were they mining for? And why were... What? So Why the jets of fire <laughs> everywhere? A la Mordor. Mining the metal? Mining for what? Metal. Those soldiers didn't use metal for... Anything but tips of arrows. Their bolts were metal, I think. I think that's what they... I think they were supposed to be They didn't wear metal, metal armor. They They're running around armor. in dirty rags. Military grade Kevlar vests. Oh, I don't no. know. The town guards wore metal armor, yeah. Yeah, no, the town... I was... Just, what were they... They were just like, the mines. Everyone lives in the mines now. Everyone's dirty. Everything's black. Fire is everywhere. Yeah. It's like, they've driven everyone out of the city. They all live in the mines now. I'm like, so you evicted everyone from the city because they couldn't and now they live in the mines but you established earlier that there's like little suburb villages around where where did everyone live before because the city's still full of people (laughs) i so you're hey you're asking the questions i wish i knew had the answer to so anyway just wanted to address the jets of fire that's what will is he's in charge of the mines (laughs) but well the thing i wanted to address is the fact that the robin's like hey where's will you know the leader of the peasants the guy that we were like i said in front of everybody this doesn't happen without you he's supposed to be right here where is he and marion with zero hesitation is like he's dead already <laughs> leave him behind <laughs> yeah <laughs> like and he's like we need to go find him which is like she was so ready to abandon this guy. Who That's she what she spent did to Robin of Loxley. She's like, "Oh, he's dead. All right, uh, Will, let's shack up." Yeah. <laughs> like, two, but his he was gone for years. Dead for two. Dead for two years. Him being gone for years is not an excuse. He's gone Him being for four. Presumed years dead for two right. years is yeah. something at least. But yeah, which the funniest thing was when he said. One of the funny things was when he said, you said you'd wait for me. And she did not in any way respond with, you were dead. You, We had a funeral 
It was a year and a half before I met Will. We've only been going out for six months. I'll abandon him in a puddle of fire and his own blood if I have to. Yeah. Which she was prepared to do. Jamie Foxx said no. Whatever. I I didn't love the movie. I will never watch it again if I have the choice. But if someone made a super cut of the arrow shooting scenes, I would probably watch that. Oh, so cool. All that, All the combat with the arrows. So cool. Yeah. Is there anything else to say? No, but yes. It's just so uh, weird. Why do they have full face masks? Why were they contoured to their faces instead of just helmets? There's so many questions. None of them have answers. Who designed their crossbows? John Wick. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, don't watch this movie, but do uh, share our and review our podcast. Yeah. Now wait. No. I think if you're having a bad movie competition with your friends, then watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. You'll win. It's a head scratcher. Yeah, no, you're right. And, uh, you know, you can tweet me at OpinionAvers, and you can find us on Facebook at OpinionAvers. Yeah. We'd be happy for you to recommend movies, so I have to do less of these, you know? Oh, you have so many, Cody. Oh, and then, you know. Are you going to spin the wheel? I'm going to spin the wheel. Here, let me get it. Oh, don't uh, kick I'm the so table. Sorry. I didn't You're know. so upset about all of this that you're kicking things. I'm mad. I'm pulling up the machine, Pull Cody. Up the machine. Do the thing. <laughs> Woo! What? What's Pacific the next? Rim is the next oh, one. Oh, my goodness. I got some. It's an asterisk. I got some history with that movie. There are two films in Pacific Rim, right? I will not subject you to Atlantic Rim. Okay. What? <laughs> I will make you watch the trailer, though. Okay. So Pacific Rim is the next. Ugh. All right. Tyler's trash. Pacific Rim's next up. Thanks for listening. And until next time, watch movies and have opinions. I got stories about Pacific Rim. Let me tell you, <laughs> I'm not ready. Yeah, it's so good. I am ready to watch with my surround sound up. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>